Hello there. Hello there and welcome to episode 192 of Spark of Rebellion. I am your bunged up host, Mr. Mark Asquith, with a cold in summer. That's right, I'm that contrarian that I go against God, our Father, who lives near Devon, and the seasons that he created. But we plow through. We are the surviving Jedis of Order 66, also known as the Common Cold. And in just one second, I'm going to bring on, I don't want to say my Padawan, but he's probably... He's probably a bit worse of a Jedi than I would be. Only a little bit, but just enough. Just enough. I'd still feel good about myself. I'm going to bring him on in just one second. And I need to tell you before that, we are going to talk about Andor. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to talk about some toys. And of course, we've got a pile of Ahsoka news because that is ramping up really quickly, actually. It's coming around really quickly. So we're going to dig into all that in just one second. But... If you want to get involved, if you want to support us, like our good friend Kevin, like our good friend Pascal and Denise, you can do so over at sparkrebellioncom support. You can show your support from just three quid a month, which is the price of a cup of coffee. Good old marketing, eh? That's what they all say, isn't it? Bloody hell. Without further ado, let me bring on the offspring of none other than Jabba the Hutt and, that's right, R2-D2. The illicit affair that was cut from Return of the Jedi. It is, of course, R2D Hut, Mr. Gary Hillett. All right, dude. Hello, hello. I'm very well, thank you, buddy. Hello, hello, yeah. SOR listener. What does that make me then? Am I like a massive, overweight droid, or am I a slim droid that just looks like mm. Jabba? Which way around? You, like a mm. metal hut. Right. Cool. Okay. I reckon. Does Not that mean, droid. Do I get like an empire, like a crime empire to oversee with that then? Or my yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Not too bad then. You could have that. Yeah. Be good that actually, wouldn't it? If I get my own rancor, then yeah. I'll take that. <whistles> Come here. Come here. It's maintenance cost on a rancor, isn't oh, it? Like on a Porsche. I yeah. bet. You know what I mean? You've got to pay for tyres on that. Who's going to shoot your rancor? Fucking hell, it's going to have to be me again. Vets bills. You got insurance? I didn't think he'd break his leg this soon. Not a chance, have I? Oh. Shoveling rancor shit. Oh. That's a job, isn't it? You have to hire Danny Trejo for it. He's yeah, good it at it. Yeah. He's all right. What's going on, dude? You been Star Wars in this week? What, what have I been up to? What's been going on? Um, I haven't really. The only thing I've done, and it's not really Star Warsy. it's more like gary E. is I've got my bottleneck star wars prints finally up on the wall in the old office and they look really good mate i'm very happy with them and they've been sat in bubble wrap for approximately nine months after having them framed because they were bloody expensive to frame in mm. fact i think the frames were the same as if not more than the prints themselves but you gotta do it haven't you you want to protect your you prints yeah so they're up on the wall mate so um, my star wars is even my office sorry is even more star warsy which is nice what about you Oh, that's very good to hear. Mm. Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, finished off Vision in the Future, the Thrawn book, which was good, but it's a shit Thrawn book. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, is it a good Thrawn book? But no. It's a great book, but it's not a Thrawn book. It's, uh, yeah, it's a funny one. 
it's just a yeah I don't know it's a funny one those two are funny old things they're, they're funny books but uh, I do like Timothy Zahn he, he's got a way of uh, threading a tail and pulling it all together at the end so it's yeah there's, there's a lot of good legend stuff in that and it's quite a pivotal couple of books that duology but they're not thrown books um, which is quite interesting but we've been doing the old binge the Ahsoka binge um just to get ready for August 23rd, because we are going to talk about Ahsoka in a little bit, inevitably. Um, so we've been doing that. We finished off the last season of The Clone Wars, me and the old uh, ball and chain. And we did, it's actually a really good chronology now, so you can smash through Clone Wars, then you can smash out Tales of the Jedi, which we did. And then we're on to Rebels now. So it's really good, actually. It's actually re- They've done a, such a good job of telling that story now. So I'm... Uh, Yo, I'm rather impressed with it. So I'm enjoying that, mate. Yeah, smashing through Rebels again. You forget how much good stuff um, is, I don't want to say just in Rebels, but you sort of, you know, the Clone Wars was like its own thing. You know, it had, mm. it had a little bit of the same style music and obviously had a lot of crossover in characters, but the Rebels is like OT stuff. It's like, the, as you know, it's a Macquarie-inspired drawings, but in particular, like it's the Star Wars music throughout. It's not like new Clone Wars music. It's It's the original trilogy music. Mm, um yeah true and a lot it ties into it so early as well there's a lot of stuff that ties in to the other films so early so it's yeah it's you forget how good rebels isn't dude you know it's um it's a it's a, it's a weird one because i love the clone wars but rebels has just got so much connective tissue right from day one really good man yeah agreed defo agreed it's um it's one of those weird ones because for fans of the of the films especially the ot Sometimes when you recommend an animated show, they get a little bit like, yeah, I don't really do cartoons. It's not my thing. But once you dive into it a little bit, there's some really good stuff, as you said, in Rebels. I think more so the Clone Wars has got mass appeal. But yeah, Rebels is just a bit more like you just dive into a lot more of the lore and stuff with Rebels. It's very cool. So agreed. I should rewatch some of that stuff as well. How long we got till Ahsoka? Got a month, pretty much. Ah, cool, cool. Six yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of time in it. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. We are going to get some Ahsoka stuff in a little bit, but we'll start the news off with uh, some toy news. Actually, so Hasbro Pulse Con. Everyone's got their own con these days, haven't they? The big announcements and such. So Hasbro Pulse, um, as you know, Hasbro does all the Black Series stuff, all the all the decent gear that we like to collect. And um, there's a, a Hasbro Pulse Con exclusive um which is going to be on display as well at san diego comic con which is happening next weekend which is going to be very very interesting indeed uh this is an interesting one it's the force unleashed black series it's star killer and uh, and some troopers uh, intended to be displayed as a as a trifecta and uh fully posable figures they look really nice actually 110 bucks uh for the lot of them only available together um available in fall 2023 and it's um, it's interesting because oh, you, you know you get the usual gear that you'd expect with a decent bit of kit like this. You get the uh, fully posable figure, you get the different hands, different heads, um, some props like the force lightning, the the, the lightsabers, and so on. Um, it's 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 nice. It's a PulseCon exclusive, so you can't get that unless it's part of PulseCon. Um, but it was just interesting to me. It was interesting that they brought a Force Unleashed thing out. You know, but it seems weird timing for that. You know, I don't know if that's. Let's be honest, most of the new canon stuff is cribbed from Legends anyway. You know, I, I was reading, uh, I read, I've read everything that's thrown and everything is, everything's the same. You know, there's like 95% the same, a couple of differences. 
um, in different characterizations and different supporting characters, but generally the same. I don't know, man. Just it seems weird to revisit this. Is this well? Number one, the toy looks decent. Number two, I don't know. Are we reading too much? Is this a precursor for Star Killer entering canon, or is it just a nice toy? Yeah, there's a reason for everything, isn't there? Very rarely is it just a. I woke up this morning and thought we should do a, we should do a Force Unleashed toy. Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting to add this story because we don't generally report on all the toys that get like the Black Series line and the Classic line, the Vintage line, whatever. Otherwise, we talk about you know a dozen figures every week. But this one's interesting because for that very reason, dude, are they? Is is this like a reminder of of Star Killer and and all that stuff from those games? Because although they didn't hold much in the way of um of canon as we know it today it does link in very much so with the whole vader tasking various people not just the inquisitors but star killer as well to go off and do stuff and it links in with anakin and and vader and stuff so yeah perhaps perhaps but aside from that sort of hearsay um it's a really cool looking figure like the box art is very cool you get a couple of stormtroopers with it and it's it's poseable but it also has like these little accessories that you can do like a little diorama thing and all that jazz and yeah it's it's very cool it's a really cool looking figure so might even pick this one up if it's not going to go for silly money on ebay i don't know if any manufacturers will get hold of it but yeah looks good it does it does look good it's uh it's interesting isn't it it's interesting because like if you think about it i think sam Witt was everywhere isn't he? he's everywhere He's, he's he's a proper geek like the rest of us he bloody loves it um and he yeah like i'm at <laughs> best coming back you know it's he does the voice of maul of course and he's fantastic at that but again it's just one of those things people that lose their shit about and in in two ways they'd be like this is amazing and then you get the knobhead this is not my star killer <laughs> uh, inevitably you will yeah plonkers yeah, he does a bloody Plonkers. good Palpatine as well, and all, doesn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant, Sam Witwer. I love him. Mm. I remember seeing him in Smallville, and they did, he was like the Doomsday character. They were that was a sh- I love Smallville, but that was a shocking interpretation of Doomsday. <laughs> and uh, but I got a lot of respect for Sam Witwer, so I'd love to see him back. I wonder if he's still doing his twitches. Um, he used to stream so. everything, didn't he? Yeah, he's real geeky but, on uh, that. Like yeah, Dungeons see, and man. Dragons, I think, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves his D and D. Cheeky, cheeky. Um, right. out. But no, it, w- it would be awesome to see, man. I, I think it would be, um, I don't know, like I said, we might be reading too much. We tend to get everything wrong, don't we? We're just bloody fans at the end of the day, but it would be fun to see. We shall see. Um, what we do know is that we've had some Mintus TV shows that people have still complained about. But anyway, we've had some good TV shows. We've had Ando, we've had Obi-Wan Kenobi, and of course, The Mandalorian. And guess what's coming up? It's the bloody Emmy Awards. The bloody Emmy Awards. That's right, where TV goes to just celebrate itself. It's like the Oscars, but for the cheaper TV shows. No offence, everyone, but we all know it's a little bit cheaper. But I'd still like to win one because I'm a cracking actor. However, I'm not in any of the following shows. And or Obi-Wan Kenobi or The Mandalorian, which, according to Jedi News and any other outlet that you've seen online, they've received between them 22 nominations 22 nominations everything from sound editing and uh, the best the best limited series for obi-wan kenobi all sorts all sorts of gear going on they're all competing against each other as well which is interesting 
So it's no surprise, you know, it's no surprise that Disney has entered these for the Emmys. Um, it's a bit like the Oscars, you know, it's for your consideration, which is cool. Um, just nice to see, you know, not much of a tale to tell on this one. It's just, it's nice to see a bit of recognition. I'd like to, I would like to see Andor win something, if I'm completely honest with you. Mandalorian, you know, take it or leave it for a win. Obi-Wan Kenobi, don't care if it wins or not, just because I enjoyed it. You know, he's Obi-Wan. He's always going to get bums on seats. But for me, Andor was like the the sleeper hit. And I really enjoyed that. So we'll, we'll, we'll see on that front, dude. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Getting a bit of recognition. Recognition works deserve, mate. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's good that although they're competing against themselves, everyone's a winner, right? Where it concerns the Star Wars stuff. And I say that with a little bit of... Um, a little bit of... Uh, ignorance, I guess, because I imagine there are a bunch of crew members and whatnot that work specifically on Andor that would not cross over to Mandalorian and Obi-Wan. So they're probably rooting for their own show. But you know what I mean? Under the umbrella of Disney or whatever, or Lucasfilm, it's all good. And I really hope, like you, mate, I really hope that Andor nabs one because it's up against, because Obi-Wan's only got five. I say only five. It's got five. But the categories are a little bit more not in your face. It's like sound editing or costumes and, and that sort of thing. But Andor is up against the Mandalorian for outstanding cinematography. And we both thought that Andor was shot beautifully. It was a really good boots on the ground, get out in the cold. I think it was in Scotland or Wales or something like that. Mm. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah. Whereas the Mandalorian, I think the bulk of that was still on the volume, they call it, the big soundstage and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, a good point. That's the huge difference, isn't it? Yeah, we, that was if Andor felt dirtier because of that it was like they had the solo, you know, in solo where they're, they're on the battlefront and you know they're getting shot at. Um, Andor felt a lot like that, which mm-hmm. Mandalorian. It looks stunning, but I don't know. I thought this last season of Mando was worse than the last two. You know, I thought that you couldn't. You knew it was CGI and the volume, but I think this season you could tell a couple of times. The, the sh- like the, I don't know the lighting and the depth of field felt a little bit worse than it had before I might have been making that up but I don't you know I just seem to remember being pulled out of the moment a little bit only this season and only a couple of times but didn't seem to be quite as tight as the last two seasons yes yeah I know what you mean and there was a load of stuff that they had shot on the surface of the um the, you know the uh, on Mandalore when the ship lands and they're just it's like all rocky and craggy. It looks a bit like Superman's. Yeah, it looked a bit Kryptonian, didn't it? A bit Krypton, yeah. And th- that looked a little bit like you could tell that they were all encased in a circular soundstage. And then, you know, you get the VFX stuff in the background. So, yes, it looked good, as always. It You know, it all looks really good. But I'm rooting for Andor on that front because they actually got their hands dirty and, and went out and did it. And it was really lovely. It was really good. Really good to see that. So... Yeah, I'm sure they'll bag a few of them across all three, but yeah, Andor should win that one. I've just got a brew. The boss has just brought me a brew. Hi, Sam. You can say it louder just so everyone can hear. Hiya. Not that loud. I have to edit that now. Hey, Sam. Good Lord. We'll Yo. keep that in probably. Old yeah. ball and chain. Hey. The old bag for life now. Yeah. <sighs> Stick a quid in. Here we go. Oh, my word. She's like a bag for life, actually. Stick her under the stairs. Never see her again. <laughs> can she just joking, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Actually, we'll, see. well I'll find out after. <laughs> yeah. Find out after this. What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight, mate? Oh, I'm just going to nip out. No, you're not. 
Why? Decided to clean the greenhouse. We don't have a greenhouse. We do now. We do now. <laughs> right. Well, if your next cup of tea gets hoyed across the room, then she heard yeah. you. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Say that for nothing. Yeah. Um, anyway, Marriage. let's move on. Good. I'll get my ass kicked otherwise. Um, we're into our collectibles, aren't we? And our lightsabers. Uh, EFX Collectibles has announced a Luke Skywalker lightsaber from The Mandalorian, which is basically, in my memory, the same as his Return of the Jedi one, which is also, in my memory, has been available elsewhere and uh, many other times. But this one looks quite cool. It's obviously it's a full-scale replica. Um, it's I don't really know what to say about this one. Right, it's expensive. It's like 580 bucks, and you've got to put a 250 bucks non-refundable deposit down in order to get the pre-order. You've got a little plaque. There's only 1,750 of them, and it's billed as a prop replica. All right, it looks good, but it's bloody expensive. We've stuck a link in the show notes. All right, it looks nice, but it's bloody expensive. Um, don't know what to make of this because half of them is like, really like it. That's cool. Other half is like, why is it nearly 600 bucks? I could just go like Galaxy's Edge and get one. Or I could just get like a Black Series one. And it'll probably look like 90% as good. Um, so yeah, I don't know what to make of this one, dude. What do, what do you think? You've seen you've seen it. What do, what do you think? Yeah. Interesting one, this one, because of the, the program that it references, which is strange. Because it's, it's apparently modelled on Luke Skywalker's lightsaber as seen in The Mandalorian. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but you never saw his lightsaber in that much detail as a close-up yeah, in man. The Mandalorian. So that's what's interesting about it. It's like, so, we caveat. Would no way in ever, ever shape or form tell anybody not to buy anything. Like, it's your money, you earned your beans, you know, you did your thing, it's your money, whatever. However, I would say that there's not a great deal of difference between this one and the Force FX lightsabers that you get for half the money. Those ones equally look very, very cool. And I think you can get two different types of stands with those ones. You can get the, the wall-mountable stuff, and you can also get the... It's actually like a little vertical stand. It almost looks like an iPhone holder, just bigger, you know, and you whack it in like that. So I like this. It's very cool. It, you can tell that they've put the work in, and it's crafted nicely. It's all metal components. There's no, no plastic going on. It's all good. But like you said, dude, it's just the price, man. It's that... 500 odd dollars so 580 bucks so here in the good old good old blighty i think i don't know that's like 400 pounds probably 450 but it's just i don't know it looks good but you'd have to be really sold on bragging to your mates that it's the one from mandalorian <laughs> if you're not bothered about that bit then yeah don't know man that is pricey it is pricey. I know it'd be made of good materials, but you could get a Force Effects Elite for like two fifty, and I've seen those. Mm. They look smart. I know they're probably probably. I do like the, the yeah. I do like the stands that they come. Well, that, you, that a lot of people display those in. I think they're actually Amazon jobs, but um, it just yeah, it doesn't look that different. And I know that it's it's built as a collectible and not a toy. When are you going to get it out and look at the detail of it? It's going to look mint on your site. Like I've got the Anakin one. If anyone's watching this on, on any video, you can see the Anakin one there. And that's a Galaxy's Edge one. And it's sturdy. It's mint. It's heavy. But that was like a couple hundred bucks. And there's a, a Zavi's Workshop one further down. And they're great. They're, they're, fan, they're like fantastically crafted bits of kit. But they're not 600 bucks. No, no. So I don't know, man. It's, a, it's an odd one, this. But 
I suppose there's a market for it. That's why they've done it. And, I'm, uh, you know, there will be collectors that get this. And like you said, I would never discourage anyone from buying anything because, you know, we all buy shit that we like. It's just whatever you like. But I don't know. It just, it feels weird. It just feels like you said, the demarcation between Return of the Jedi and and uh, the, the Mandalorian version of this. Like, you can't put a fag paper between them because they're both, that's just the same lightsaber, surely. Yeah. Same one. Same one. There's no... I, c- I would, I could sort of understand it if in the background, in the canon, there was a story about Luke going off crafting or modifying yeah. his lightsaber somehow. So by the time we see him in Mando, he's got like a modified version, like he's done some work on it, got the welding tool out, whatever. But it's not, it's the same, exactly the same. So I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the company, this, this happens a lot with props though. When you sort of veer into the whole, this is not a collectible anymore, it's it's based on a movie prop. So they're going down that road of they're nudging you towards, you know, tell your mates it's like screen accurate. It's a prop. It's not a toy or a collectible. So yeah. you just got to be careful with that stuff because, yeah, that comes with a price, as you see. It does. It does. And the fact it's exclusive, exclusive and numbered holds a little bit of value, but there's not going to be a resale on this one. Let's say it's not going to go up in price. I wouldn't have thought, you know, I'm not a collector yeah. to that degree, but... I can't see that going up anywhere. So, we'll, I mean, you know, if you want to look, stick a link in the show notes. We'll have a look, you know, fire up the old telephone. Have a look. <laughs> have a gander. Yeah, use your GPRS to log on to the old web page and have a, have a look. Yeah, just have a gander. Make your own decision. Yeah, <laughs> make your own decision. Right, we're going to do a bit of Ahsoka stuff in a minute. We're actually going to do a, a couple of Ahsoka stories. But before we do that, um, I figure we'll finish up on Ahsoka because it's better. So... A quick bit of news on the Bad Batch. It's finishing after season three, dude. Finishing. Oh. Finito. Fin. Do you know what? I'm actually all right with that. I'm pretty glad for it. Um, the, the, the Bad Batch is a funny one. I thought it was brilliant season two. Uh, season one was brilliant because it was like, what happened to Camino? Holy crap, that's what happened to Camino. You know, how did how did the Imperials suddenly transition from Republic credits to these credits? What happened to the Stormtroopers and the clones? How was that transition? And we've seen bits of it in written media, but never on screen. So I thought the Bad Batch season one served a really interesting place in the timeline. It was really well thought out. Season two was like freak of the week, go and find this thing for, for the most part. You know, a lot of it was. And I wasn't that much of a fan of it. I didn't think it was as good. Um, so I'm, I'm not sad about this. I think it's easy for things to overstay their welcome. Um I would have been happy with one season of The Bad Batch if it just did that one job. Um, so I'm, I'm all right with this, dude. I'm all right with this. I think it's fine that this is going to end. Um, I, 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 I wonder how closely it's going to tie into everything else that goes on. You know, we, we saw Mount Tantis um, both, I think, referencing Mando through Pershing and that crew. And it, if not, certainly in the Bad Batch, we saw the, you know, the old Legends cloning facility where the Kaminoan uh, was taken to. Um, the Bugalugs cloner from the, the Empire was in there. He had the same logo as Pershing on his on his jacket. So it's all clearly tied together. It's all part of the Filoni verse, if you like. Um, I'm all right with this. I'm all right with it. Premiering mm. 2024. I'm, I'm, I'm good with this, dude. I'm, I'm actually quite glad for this. Yeah, same, same. And uh, we reported on this story a, a, a little while ago, just after we came back from Star Wars Celebration, and it was um, somebody had said that the Bad Batch was going to end. And then 
Somebody said, no, it's not. And then there was chatter around if it's going to go on and stuff like that. But no, it's, um, it's been confirmed now. It's properly going to be done. So I think they've, I think they're pretty much done with most of it anyway. So I think it's just like some post-production stuff. So that's it. The Bad Batch is all tied up in a nice little bow, I guess. So I'm not sure when next year this is going to drop. Probably they've been dropping, haven't they, in, um, in the first half of the year. Yeah. So we'll probably get it sort of um, Easter time, I would have thought, next year, which would be cool. And like you, dude, um, I'm all right with it ending. I think sometimes when you drag stuff out for the sake of it, we've seen that in TV shows so many times, it's, it gets a little bit, you know just for the sake of it, you know, you're just making stories because yes, on one hand, you've got the fans that are like, depending on the show anyway, you've got fans that are like, yeah, we want to see more and it's good. Mm-hmm. And you want to give the fans what they want, but at the same time, I don't know, you, you end up with over, I don't know. Um, Mark and I often quote the office, which is, uh, which is something that's very cool. And for years afterwards, people were saying we should have, I'm talking about the UK version of The Office. We should have a series three and all the rest of it. But in some ways, in some ways, I mean, it's different now because we've spoken about what would happen if it came back, but it's perfectly ended with just those two seasons and a special. And it's just, it's it's a brilliant little little thing and it leaves you wanting more, which is, you know, probably a, a good upside of, of watching a, a TV show like that. So I think with The Bad Batch, if they really nail this third season and just leave it in a way that's like, yeah, that was a real solid, very cool thing. And then you think, yeah, I would like to see them again, but you know they're not going to come back. It leaves you wanting more a little bit. I think that's probably the best way to go because we could have seasons four, five, and six of The Bad Batch that could, in theory, do that. But So yeah, I'm, I'm gutted a little bit but just just because I love all the stuff that Filoni does with the animated world. I love that. I'd love to see more, but yeah, I'm cool with it. Like you dude. I think it's, um, I think it's a, a good farewell. See uh, three seasons. Yeah, I agree, dude. And I, I, I do think many shows that, that go on in perpetuity end up just telling, um, well, fall into the trap of, of, of needing to tell individual episode level stories, which don't always, perform for the fans as they should do i think season one had a couple of those but it, it always served the bigger story arc of the season that's what that did so well um and i think the clone wars suffered a little bit from this you know if even star wars put out like an essential viewing order because it was like an anthology series wasn't it it was all over the timeline each episode even they went back and were like look these are really the essential ones for the skywalker saga which is what this is it still is all the skywalker saga um so uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's with a bit of grace that I hope they focus on a story arc, you know, like one story. And yeah, let's have a little bit of a little bit of go off and do this other thing. But season two was very much fetch and carry, fetch and carry. It was like Gears of War. Love Gears of War, the first one, the second one, and even the latest one. But the, very often, a lot of the ones in between, and even at points throughout the the first or the three that I really like. It was just, next mission is, oh, we've got to get to this place, but oh, crap, the next mission is we've got to find this person and get a key. Oh, fuck, really? That's an hour. And it's the Bad Batch was like that for season two, I think. So mm. yeah. let's see, man. Um, do you think Clone Force 99 will pop up elsewhere after the Bad Batch? Hmm. Depends how they end season three. No shit, Sherlock. Indeedy. I think if they, if they kill him off, then question He's answered. Fucking- this is fucking profound, this, mate. I'm glad I asked. Dude. If they kill them, probably not, mate. <laughs> Dude, 
<laughs> you didn't ask me the question for now, and I'm giving you the answer. It's like, oh god, if they if they kill them off, then I don't think we'll see them again in future stuff. If they do a thing where it's like, it's uh, it's like the Rambo ending where there's just some piano music and they walk off into the distance. And I think we will see them again. Jesus. <laughs> this is like my mum. All right. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, mum, if I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> fucking obviously if you're in. Uh, in all seriousness, I think we will. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. I think we will see one of them. I think that we won't see the oh. whole the whole group. I think we will see one of them pop up again in Any something. particular one? Yeah, I think, um, I think either... Uh, what's his face? Uh, actually, the Rambo-looking one. What's his? Um, yeah, he's my bet as well. Yeah. Um, what's his name? What's main his name? one. The main we'll one. Call him that. Yeah, I think him, or we'll see Omega. I think one of those two will be knocking about again. Yep. Well, that was going to be my next question, actually, because they made such a big deal. Like they've introduced a female non-accelerated growth clone of Django, right? Maybe mildly accelerated growth but certainly not to clone trooper level. It seems weird to introduce her and not do anything with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't she's it? um yeah, because she's different to all the other clones. And she doesn't get pulled into lore anywhere or canon anywhere else. So it's it, it'd be weird to have this unique clone that's clearly the basis for cuz like you said season 2 was very much yeah, you guys just go and do that thing and come back. So I think season 3 will probably try and highlight what's going on with her maybe some backstory and maybe what happens in the future with her but yeah i think it would be weird to say yeah this is a unique um clone that's not um that's not been used for anything else here we are for three seasons of that and then we'll just say yeah it just it doesn't i don't think it works that way i think you back yourself into a corner with stuff like this as well as you know you've got boba that's the exact same and then they introduce Amiga, and then, you know, Boba's 50 years old, running his gig with a moped crew on Tatooine, <laughs> and he's never met her. And you sort of, back, I think you can often back yourself into a corner where you're like, surely they would have crossed paths. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can write around that, but I think when you retroactively introduce stuff like that, you just often cause yourself a little bit of a problem, you know, but we'll see, man, we'll see. The other one that I thought was maybe Tech, a Tick, just because he would be the, he would be the perfect MacGuffin in a episode of Ahsoka or an episode of, uh, you know, a, another animated series where it's like, we need some droid to do this thing. And it turns out it's not a droid. It's, you know, it's, it's Tech or, you know, you see what I mean? It's that he would be a perfect dip in, dip out, just an easter egg he's shaking his head you can well, do what i want mate tick's dead want. he's dead no tick. not tick i meant tick. the other one with a hand not tick the other oh, one um echo five oh, oh, oh yeah 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 the one that they saved that's rex's buddy with a the droid hand yeah 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 what's yeah. he called he's called shall we google it google are we even real fans this is amazing it's like we talk about the bad batch <laughs> quite a lot when it's on and then talk about it on the podcast and we can't remember any names oh uh, hunter wrecker tech crosshair and echo yeah it's echo echo isn't it yeah yeah who's the main one hunter hunter yeah hey hunter hey hunter 
Are we going on a mission this week? I want to get a kebab. <laughs> yeah. Record's um, just a zeb, isn't it? Oh, I'm yeah. grumpy. Oh. It's always a muscle, isn't there? There's always a big muscly one. That's like That's the, the rule that I fulfill in all friend groups, actually, dude. Yeah. Are you large and in charge? Of course yeah. I am. Yep. Yeah. Massive and impressive. Mm hmm. That's what they say. That's just a few of the things that we call him. Yeah. All the time. Won't tell you so, others, but that's that. Yep. And let's talk about other theories, actually. A uh, theory on ScreenRant.com, which I read completely wrong. It says, Star Wars theory reveals Palpatine used Luke, Luke Skywalker's last Jedi power to choose his Inquisitors. Now, I thought this was that Star Wars theory guy that had made it up. <laughs> Just Because he's getting a bit, he gets a bit of grief, doesn't he? Because he's getting a bit, you know, getting a bit up his own ass. All right. Mate. Dropped the weight, started working out, and he thinks he's like, you know, he thinks he's better than Disney, which I get, you know, everyone <laughs> has got a bit of, bit of upset with Disney one way or the other, but calm yourself down, calm yourself down. I don't know what to make, just very quickly, I don't know what to make of Star Wars theory these days. Every know, right? video, that, well, every other video that I, that he puts out, it's like bit clickbaity the title's like this is the end or yeah you know, he's whatever. gone that way hasn't he yeah and then you watch the video and it's like oh you know i'm just the comments that have come through you know i love you guys and all the rest of it but at the same time i'm not hearing what i want to hear so i'm a bit upset about it so i'm just going to tell yeah. you about it and then i'm going to crack on and then next week it's like oh, i've been blacklisted by disney but you know it's, it's all good i'm still making the vader film don't worry it's you know i still love star wars everything's amazing it's good but just for this pocket of time, I'm unhappy. But, you know, I'm good now. I'm good. I love it when he does the voices, though. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine said, <laughs> get me some donuts. I need donut unlimited <laughs> sugar. <laughs> and then Yoda came in and said, hmm, out of donuts they were. <laughs> and you're like, this fucker makes a living from this. Unlimited sugar. Unlimited sugar. <laughs> He's too dangerous to let him have too much sugar. <laughs> All right, Nick Fury, calm down. All right, Fury. How many times have I told you? Back My name's not Nick Fury. <laughs> this is the same shit you pull with my guy Apollo. All right? You've got to stop doing this to me. You're having a sugar rush here, dude. No. <laughs> no. no. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm diabetic, mate. I've not had anything. <laughs> Whatever, Nick Fury. How many times? Mate, do you think the little um, the little um, pens that diabetic people have to, like, you know, they shove in their leg all good? Do you reckon Jedi have got, like, little mini lightsaber ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Job done. Yeah, we made you this. We've got a diabetic Jedi, but it's cool because we made him this. It's <laughs> like, oh, bollocks. My sugar's up. <laughs> and then we've got a battle and everything, and all the droids are coming, but oh, my sugar's. I'm, I need to get. My sugar's. Has anyone got a Mars bar? My sugar's are down. You got a Mars bar? Anakin, watch this. Zoom, zoom. Oh, yeah. Hello. Uh, low, low, low. Has <laughs> anyone got Twix? <laughs> Mate, they should make the Jedi more relatable. It's like yeah. the diabetic Jedi. It's like everyone's ready to rush into battle. He's like, Whoosh, one minute. Or like just one an minute. overweight middle-aged <laughs> Jedi, right? That's the shit I want to see. So you see after the fact, they're at the Jedi Council meeting, all sat down, everyone get right, 
dismissed. Everyone gets up and you just do this. <laughs> trying to get out of his chair. <laughs> You're right there, mate. Oh, yeah. Carrying a bit of weight these days. The old knees are shot. But oh. I'm right. <laughs> got an office job now. It's easy just to rack the weight up, mate. That's why I've got this little <laughs> EpiPen lightsaber. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the bloody sugars on that. Oh, God, it's the posture. The posture's gone. Make it's bloody relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do yeah, I think we should petition Kathleen for a little bit of that. Anyway, um, She's Star Wars Theory. This week, didn't you know? Yeah, well, according to our crew. But anyway, all <laughs> it is. Uh, I can't remember who, who sent it. Um, was it someone in, probably on Reddit or some, but anyway, this is on Scream Rant. Right, all it is. I'll just distill it. It doesn't need to be this 4,000 word article. Luke did some force projection, sent himself across the galaxy. Brilliant, right? Inquisitors clearly got recruited during the time of the Republic. How did they not know it was Palpatine, right? This theory goes like this, that he was using force projection to project himself somewhere else. A bit like you never see Clark and Superman in the same room. Well, this time you do. The idea is that he just force projected to recruit these guys. It's almost like like read.co.uk coming to you. Yeah, you don't go there. No need to worry about your parking. We'll come to you. We'll come to But we do it through force projection. So that's this theory. Um, I'm all for fan theories. I think it's good to have a bit of headcanon. This is all right. It's a bit of a pointless one, but it's, you know, it's cool. It's a nice little theory. Maybe, maybe they'll canonize it. Maybe they'll write a little bit about that. Um, for my money. He just, he just went at him after Order 66 and was like, you know, you used to be that guard and you saw Ahsoka get falsely accused, yeah? You know the Jedi are all dead? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know you're a Jedi? Yep, yep, yep. You sort of got two options, Shagger. you got <laughs> death or you can have this job. Oh, go on then. I'll take the job. What are the benefits? Pension, right? Yes, good. I'll have that one. I feel that's probably how it went. Fine, but this theory is cool as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay as far as theories go. It's pretty sweet. I mean, it's a little bit, um, it's a bit of a reach because you felt like Luke was only doing the whole projection thing because it was, it was the only way to accomplish that whole thing thing right it was the only thing to do whereas i feel like pelps had had many options up his wizard sleeve to cool. to do that so yeah i mean i mean he has got sleeves got really long sleeves that wasn't a, a rude thing it's his robe and everything it's lots of room around the wrists there but yeah i i, I don't know I, I don't i'm i don't know dude on one hand it's kind of cool i suppose on the other hand, it's kind of not. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just a bit, I'm a bit ambivalent with it. But actually, you raise a good point about Luke. Do you think if he went away under himself, got in his ship, did he have a ship? Or did he No, yeah, he had a ship, his X-Wing. If he'd have gone to create himself, do you think he would have battered Kylo Ren? Or no. not? No. Do you think he was a bit out of it? A little bit. Yes, I think he would have. 
I think he would have dished out a few slaps, but ultimately, I think I think he would have got his ass kicked. I think you might be right. I think the Anakin in Kylo, the anger, you know, they just beat the crap out of someone. That aspect of him probably would have overwhelmed him. Mm. If it had been on full form, it would have wiped the floor with him, clearly. But uh, it does, mm. yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I think if he was, you know, keeping up the doodling, he probably would have been all right, but... Yeah, he'd have hammered him. Yeah. Of course he would. He would have hammered him. Of course him. he would. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right, well, look, it's not Star Wars Theory, the channel. It's just a theory about Star Wars. Um... Did Emperor Palpatine use force projection to go and recruit the Inquisitors? TBC. Go and have a look. We'll stick a link in the show notes. Reet, we're going to wrap up by talking about Ahsoka. Two stories about Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> one of them's cool. The other one's a trailer. Um, <laughs> so CBR.com, right? It's almost clickbait to this. New Ahsoka images highlight the series major characters, right? So that's cool. That's cool. And then I've seen this then thrown about about 50 times, right? And it was around Ahsoka Lego set reveals major character redesign. Have you seen that one flying about as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, you get to see people like Ahsoka and blah, 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 blah. You get all sorts of people highlighted in this one. Um, but the major character that's different is Jason Bloody Solo. It's the kid that we saw for about two seconds and who now has brown hair, not green hair. <laughs> and I was like, why use that as the headline? Because it's not like a redesign of Ahsoka or of Sabine or of Hera. It's like the kid that didn't really have that much of a design. So I thought that was quite interesting. But anyway, Ahsoka Lego as well, right? Sorry, dude. It's yeah, exactly. Lego set. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man. It is funny. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of, um, an, a lot of new gear that has been thrown out there into the mix and it's, it, it's all starting to come to the fore now, but yeah, this Lego set has been thrown out. Um, and it looks quite cool. It looks quite, it looks quite cute. It's a, I mean, it's the ghost, uh, complete with the phantom, which is quite cool. Um, you're probably not probably not going to get this one if i'm completely honest with you probably not just going to get the ghost um what about you you're going to get the ghost not sure it does look kind of cool i mean i'm running out of room to be honest with you for lego stuff yeah so i'm not sure it looks all right see how much it is yeah you get chopper which is cool oh, okay nice yeah you get so uh, you also get with this one you get uh, first officer hawkins and uh, lieutenant beta um who it looks to be these two look to be original creations for the series so we'll see um but yeah i just thought it was funny like this the cbr ones um is, is an interesting one like i said a soaker merch reveals a, reveals a major character a major rebels character's redesign you're like major in it and i was just like that's a bit clickbaity that mate and then he got syndicated out and loads of other people did the same thing you're like oh have a word <laughs> have a word with yourself mm. um <laughs> Christ but so I mean that's alright the ghost Lego set looks now, if you're into the ghost if Rebels is your because there will be a lot of people who first got exposed to this universe in Rebels you know we can't discount that fact and the ghost will be there Millennium Falcon I'm sure that that's the case for some people um, but it's cool it's a cool ship alright uh, the bigger news is the Ahsoka second trailer dropped and it looks absolutely freaking badass we got the first look at Thrawn uh, a glimpse thereof we got um, what's her name? Sabine Wren zipping 
down that little freeway that was in Rebels. Like, this is clearly, as Dave Filoni mentioned, or alluded to according to Rosario Dawson, this is clearly Rebels Season 5 at this point. And I'm mm. up for it. I'm in for that. We talked about that last week. Um, it looks mint, dude. Not too much, you know, there's not that many crazy things that are, that are surprising. It's it's an adaptation of Hair to the Empire, maybe, potentially, you think. Um, we saw Thrawn, which is cool. We saw more Sabine. It looks as if um, we're going to see a maybe a, a redo of the Rebels, part of the Rebels epilogue. Because um, the mural's in there that we saw at Star Wars Celebration. The haircut from Sabine is in there. I think personally, the footage that we see in this in this um, trailer, maybe from like episodes one through three, because they don't want to give too much away. Uh, we see Balin, who's the, the fallen dark Jedi, who's, you know, whatever, is he a Sith? Is he a dark Jedi? Is he a grey Jedi? We see a potential star map that some people are thinking of the world between worlds or a doorway. There's a lot of unanswered questions, dude. The basis is, it's never been clear that this is Rebel Season 5, and I'm well in for it. It looks pretty cool, dude. Yeah, same, man. Yeah, proper up for this one. I think this could be... This could challenge Mando as one of the best live-action Star Wars things, purely because... And don't get me wrong... I love you and I. We love Mando and all that. It's it's great stuff, but I think this is going to be the most Star Warsy of all the things because, and I say that with a view of not not necessarily because it's going to be um, Skywalkery stuff. I just mean it's going to be full on Star Wars because we're talking like rebellion. We're talking Jedi lightsabers space battles uh sith presumably or dark jedi whatever you want to call them um thrawn it's it's just a big mix of like canon stuff things they've robbed from all the cool legends books and everything and it just looks really cool and um and the more you watch the trailer i've watched it about five or six times the more you realize is that yes they've they've just freeze framed rebels and it's like for is like right just make just frame it to make it look like that so that when you're because he's probably said to them look once this has dropped a large portion of the fans are going to go back and watch all of the connected stuff from rebels and clone wars so we want it to be this big coherent experience and you can see that a mile off i've got this trailer paused at 50 seconds at the minute and it's almost identical to episode one of rebels when and Re- um, ezra is up in the tower and a ship flies over, and then it pans round across the field, looks at the city in the distance, and it's almost the same. It looks freaking awesome, dude. So, like you, I'm up for this big time. I think this is going to be very, very cool. I, I, yeah. I'm wondering it if we should, d- yeah, do something with this one. Do yeah, like a watch oh, we should party do, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm well up for that, dude. It looks. And, and if, you, if you skip to like 52 seconds in, that's the raceway I was talking about. Um, we'll stick a link, obviously, in, in the mm. in the uh, the show notes to this. That's the Lethal Raceway. That is clearly it. Um, it it's the, the the meeting of Sabine and, and, and Ahsoka. There's the little nod. Did you notice that little nod to the R2 unit that's designed like the old... <laughs> yeah. Um, the sort of... You know, when they couldn't do moulds that were as good as what droids look like on screen there was that i can't remember was it a kenner um but it's basically they've taken that and just made that the r2 unit mm-hmm. you know and i love stuff like yeah. that they did it in rebels a lot where 
I noticed it last night, season one, episode three or four, dro- uh, episode three, droids in distress. Three uh, PO is talking to another protocol droid that is the is it is the Macquarie design brought to life, yes, as opposed yeah. to the, the conceptual shift to three PO. Mm-hmm. So there's loads of stuff like that knocking about. Um, I know certainly know that the thing that got you and me absolutely badass stoked was Skarsgård, obviously, as Thrawn. Um, very curious about that because I, I wonder how they're going to play Thrawn. I I stand by my opinion that there are two versions of Thrawn, and I don't know if it's on purpose or not. There's the Empire Thrawn, and there's the, there's the Chiss Thrawn, and what you know. One of them is more ruthless and um, hardcore than the other, in my view. So I wonder which one of those are going to play. But I think the big stuff for you and me, dude, was clearly when Balin's referencing Anakin. And you're like, that for me has been the first time where you think, holy shit, this is all genuinely connected. Like We know we've been told it is, and we can reconcile it in our heads. But it's like in The Last Jedi, love or loathe that film, it's like in The Last Jedi when Luke referenced Palpatine and Sid- as Sidious, and you're like... Fucking hell, finally. <laughs> and it, this feels similar, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which, I know you went crazy on that one because we all did, but that leads me then to the next question. We know Hayden Christensen's been casting this and we've not seen a thing. There's no even allusions to what he's going to be doing. Is it going to be force ghosting or is it going to be something else? Are we going to see more flashback? Like, Anakin's going to play a part in this, man. There's no doubt about it. What's it going to be? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think um, that's the big head scratcher for this, though, is because just to park the Anakin thing, but Thrawn has been such a a great character in the books for years, like donkey's years. He's been like a staple for, um, as an example, if someone said to you, I've just got into Star Wars, I've watched the films, everything, it's all good. Do you recommend any books to go and check out? Nine times out of ten, people doing their top threes it'll be like blah 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 heir to the empire something else so thrawn has always been that's he's like the star of the non-star wars thing so how they handle his i don't know one thing i will say the red eyes look super creepy in live action is one thing seeing just like an illustrate illustration on the book cover or whatever but to see it in live action looks badass it looks really cool I'm I'm just hoping that they they do the the version of of Thrawn that's like really quiet, you know that kind of super quietly confident, meticulous planning, and never never loses his rag about you know what I mean that kind of calculated. So I'm hoping they go down that road, and then the Anakin thing I don't know it's you, you would you would immediately just go to yeah it's a Force Ghost thing. So it's either that, isn't it, or the flashback thing, I don't know. But the fact that he's just been mentioned by another character in in the Star Wars universe is just so cool. It's really cool because although everybody at Lucasfilm and everybody has shouted about the Skywalker saga for so long, and now they're making this U-turn supposedly, like, oh, we want to move on from that. You can't, you cannot get away from... I'm not talking about this films that are coming out where it's like the 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 dawn of the Jedi and the the uh, the origins of the Force and everything. I'm not talking about that stuff, but the mainstream where you're trying to get away from referencing Luke all the time. You just cannot get away from the Skywalker stuff, and that is so cool. And that's really as much as people like to to rubbish him now and then, and 
and all the rest of it, that's really a testament to just how solid the world building and the story writing was from George all those years ago. It's like he just laid such a good foundation that even decades later when you're making shows that are supposedly about all the characters that are not related to the Skywalkers, you still bring them back anyway and you still reference them. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. A bit of a rant there, but yeah, I can't wait. No, I'm in for it, man. It's There's so many things that come with the Anakin thing. I totally agree with you. You can't get away from the Skywalkers. They never will. It's inevitable. It's, they will never get away from it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think what's... There's, there's interesting potential. Because we always get it wrong. We think like fans and we think more simplistically than, than the writers do. So yeah, Force Ghost, of course. And that then leads to a whole host of other questions. You know, was it... You know, are we going to see something where... This is nine years uh, ABY, so four, five years after Return of the Jedi... He was a force ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi. There's no way in my mind that Anakin would not go and try and see Ahsoka in that five years. That's it. Yeah. Because the force connection exists. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you think they might try and mimic the whole... You remember remember in Return of the Jedi when Yoda's just died? Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking heartstrings, that is. Yoda's just died and Luke's outside. And um, Obi-Wan just wanders out old Obi-Wan yeah. sits on the log and they just have a chat and it kind of brings Luke's sort of mind back into focus a little bit. Do you reckon they'll do that where it's not a a massive reveal, like a cliffhanger, but it was just, it, they just throw it in there out of nowhere like Ahsoka's doing something. Anakin just walks around as a force ghost. He's like, you know, snips, what's going on? That, yeah, so that'd good. be cool, man. That would be number one cool. I also think there's a couple, couple of other options with that. Number one, that'd be brilliant. I, would, I think that would work so well. And if they can play, like Hayden Christensen's a better actor than he gets credit for. So let him play the Clone Wars version with the attitude. Let him play a bit freer, you know, and have that bit of sarcasm, that bit of, you know. But there's also the more cliched, obvious version, which they've pulled it in the books a little bit with Luke, which is Ahsoka's in a right tacking and someone's got to bail her out and, you know, Anakin is the one that does it. You know, there's, there's that. Mm. If you want to get fans going crazy, that's really the way to do it. You know, that we know that. We saw that with Luke in Mando. Um, True. Which, True. which would be wild, you know, if that's the first time they see each other as a force ghost and you get the whole, why didn't you come to me before? You're a dickhead. You know, what the fuck have you done? Um, and they, but I think interestingly, if they then go on to discuss the Clone Wars and the fact that she never did get in touch with them at the end and if she had done, maybe it would have been different. That's the thing that people go crazy for because it ties it all together. And it's a wild visual thing. There is also another play as well in my mind, which is that Thrawn knows Anakin. He knew he was Vader. He must at some point put together that Ahsoka was trained by Anakin. That's going to come out if it isn't already. I don't know if if it's already there in canon. But he met him during the Clone Wars in one of the books. The flashback is them two meeting. And then one of the other books, that acts as the flash forward. Um... In, in one of the other trilogy books. So there's a lot of Anakin connective tissue, even if you don't try that hard to look for it. Um, yeah. You know, so there's some cool stuff that could be done with that. Some really cool stuff. We might even see him as Vader. We, the, we might have got it all wrong and the flashbacks might be Thrones. And we might just see him as Vader and see that interaction of him sort of knowing it's Anakin and, but not, you know, so the, I don't know. There's so many opportunities that have not been thought of. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool as well to have to have it from Thrawn's perspective 
and do it as Vader. That would be cool. Um, my only thing with that is it feels like the focus on the on the baddie stuff yeah, uh, yeah. is on Balin and these other ones because um, they're leaning into that quite heavily. Even the Lucasfilm logo is red and all that stuff. So I think they're focusing on that. Um, so I think having Vader would be like a sort of steal the thunder a little bit. Yeah, it's the Luke problem from Force Awakens, isn't it? And exactly. also, yeah. why bring Hayden back for that? You know, we needed that in, in Obi-Wan so we could get the cracked up helmet, but that's been done in Rebels with him and Ahsoka. You don't need that again. Yeah, so exactly. you yeah. just get someone, frankly, that's cheaper and stick them in the suit and get James Earl Jones to, you know, do his AI voice because he's retired. But um, <laughs> So it's got to be Anakin. Yeah, defo. It's just exciting to see you know fans are going to lose their shit when, whenever it happens. And they'll keep us waiting as well. It won't be episode one, will it? No. I don't know, you know, because... No? I feel that this is more Mandalorian than it is Obi-Wan. And there's one thing that the Mandalorian's done really well that a lot of other Star Wars doesn't do, which is it never keeps you waiting. It gets you the story. You know, it gets you a Bo-Katan quick. It gets you a Soka quick. It gets you Luke quick. It was never, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. It's, it's always done that and then it's moved on. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, whereas Obi-Wan was like, okay, we've got to build up to this. And um, the Book of Boba Fett was like the worst for it. It was like terrible cliffhanger after terrible cliffhanger. Um, but we'll see. Only five and a half weeks to go. Um, it's going to be interesting. August 23rd, of course, that comes out. If you've not yet seen the trailer, just go and check it out. We have stuck that link into the show notes. So let us know what you think on Twitter, rebellion underscore spat. Do you like the trailer? What are your thoughts on where Anakin will pop up? All right, that's a wrap for episode 192 of Spark of Rebellion. It has been a pleasure. As always, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel with even more of your favourite Star Wars news, hilarious banter and high quality anecdotes. Always bringing it back to our good friend, Mr. Apollo Creed, which is always hilarious. So for this week, that's me out. Until next week, Gazla, I'll see thee. Yes, indeed. We'll see you next week. And SOR listener, thank you very much for checking out another week of the old podcast it's been great to chat Star Wars and everything there as Mark mentioned earlier uh, you find us um, uh, on the podcast apps and platforms whatever we're on the socials too we are on we're not on threads yet should probably get on there because it's really important that you get on there and start um, you know doing your marketing strategies because everyone's an expert on thread it's been live for a week yet everybody knows exactly how it all works so we'll We'll muck in with the gurus and do all that. But for now, find us on Instagram and Twitter. Just to go to sparkofrelian.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram. You'll find us on there. And um, yeah, thank you so much to our supporters as well. We love you guys. It's all good. So until next week for episode 193, take care of yourself and may the force be with you always. Always.